All right, Ray is a one, a two, a three. That was so not helpful. Let's do it again. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Live, laugh, listen at your How did we make it here? I, I'm in a really weird position right now because I had a dream that I was recording the podcast, but like you couldn't make it. So I had to do it with this like random person that I met on the street and they were really bad. And it was like, it made me so upset. And so I'm very thankful that I'm seated here with you wow, today and that I'm not so doing this with a stranger. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say that you played both parts. <laughs> No, it was like this girl. And I'm sure like if I accessed my memory more, it'd be like someone from high school or something like that. But it was this random girl and the dynamic was not good. And I was like, where the fuck is Dana? This is so sad. Um, Sorry. But thankfully, this is the real at your own risk, a survival comedy podcast hosted by us. (laughs) But only in like a garbage way. So... (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm Dana Drew, and I'm obsessed with those, like, once-in-a-lifetime kind of catastrophes you see on the ID channel. Yeah, and I'm Sarah Bassey, and I'm obsessed with those, like, everyday kind of catastrophes that you see on Pinterest. And (laughs) if you're new here, every Tuesday, Dana and I take turns teaching each other and our listeners how to survive our biggest fears and maybe even thrive against all odds. Maybe, but likely not. Probably not. Usually... (laughs) Uh, this would be like my turn for an episode and I would be teaching us how to survive some kind of life or death emergency. But today we're actually going to be adjusting things a little bit uh, from our usual structure to uh, for a lot of reasons, but mostly to accommodate my dear friend Sarah, who, if you listen to our last episode, um, her apartment was destroyed in a fire over the holidays and um, your life's just a fucking mess. So let's give us a break and do kind of an easy episode. Um but before we get into it, uh, how are you? Any updates from last we left everyone off? Well, I appreciate that so much, Dana. I'm so psyched that we're going to be doing the episode that we're doing today. And it's really nice to get a break because I think I've just been working like around the clock on this fire situation. Um, it's interesting that like your stuff catches on fire and then like your life is basically on fire for like the next several months. <laughs> so like I haven't been able to work. And your feelings and your brain. Yeah, like uh, crying at any moment. Um, yeah, there's a lot of water on your end. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was more water the day of the fire, but yeah. there's water on the back end for sure. <laughs> Awesome. Great. Yeah, but I will say that uh, we're really close. The the apartment hunt has been really hard in Los Angeles, but we're really, really, really close. So I think I am... almost over. Yeah. I'm like getting there. I And I think this is kind of segueing into like what I'm surviving this week is just like Mm -hmm. looking for apartments, the logistics of dealing with insurance, like all of that nightmare stuff. And also let me tell you that like itemizing all of the things that you own is a bitch and (laughs) for anyone listening your life is worth more than you think it is like nuts yes and it it really adds up and like I would encourage anyone to go look at your renter's insurance policy because you should have one um and just up it because (laughs) your shit is worth more than you think Uh... it is (laughs) Well, I'm really proud of you. That sounds absolutely horrible and like boring um, and stressful, which is like the worst yeah. kind. Um, but I know you've yeah. been crushing it on the apartment hunt and have been approved for some cool places. So it's just like picking mm. from your favorites and making it work and moving sucks. But um, we can relight the things that didn't catch on fire and fire if you want. Totally. That might be easier at this point. Totally. No, I I agree. And I'm just psyched that the places that are our finalists right now, I feel like we're on like house hunters or some yes. shit. But um yeah, like the final three that we have are like very close to Dana. <gasps> I know. So we'll be bringing some like tip top TikTok content, I'm sure, because we'll be closer. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god, I know. One is like a 20 minute walk from here, five minute drive. I have my fingers crossed for that one. But I know, me all too. Really close and great, and I'm really amped for you, especially because it's like uh, low key and upgrade. All of them are like way like more functional than your current space for your what your life has turned into, for better or worse. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think we're trying to approach it um, in the way of like. 
this space being an upgrade. So like taking this bad situation and yeah, taking advantage of the opportunity. Hell yeah. Dana, how are you doing? What's what are you surviving right now? Yeah, I'm not great. Um, my, <laughs> my what else is new? No, my new antidepressant is like um, I'm trying my best. Okay, so fucking like, please cut me some slack. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I had like I think last week was just really tough for everybody. Um, it's like the week after some holiday breaks like and even if you didn't do anything over the holiday I think like uh, work for a lot of people not all obviously was kind of like weird and slow or really busy and now isn't and it's just like a change um yeah and then it you have to kind of go back to normal uh and Sarah and I have been joking like we're just so opposites of like um Sarah's in my like ideal situation and I'm in Sarah's ideal situation where I just like I have so many like next steps I could take and like things that on my to-do list and I just like cannot do them and then Sarah's like in actual hell and I'm like oh my god I want to survive um so I've been living vicariously through Sarah's uh utter catastrophe um thank you for giving me and that. vice versa <laughs> yeah we should do like a trading. We should do like trading spaces, but like with our lives, just for a wife bit. Wife swap, wife swap <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, no, that's incredible. I would love to do that. Uh, but yeah, I um, I'm just feeling kind of blah. So right now, I'm just kind of trying to survive like this, like just kind of lame feeling I'm having like I'm not excited to do anything yeah um all the stuff on my to-do list is pretty lame and then obviously COVID is getting really bad again or at the very least like it just kind of feels reminiscent of a time that was very traumatizing for us all so I think I'm not alone in just feeling like yeah (laughs) um but uh for my mother listening mom I'm fine (laughs) mom I'm fine can we put that on a fucking shirt (laughs) mom I'm fine (laughs) Yeah, it goes to my mom too. She checks in on me like every day, and I feel so bad. And I'm like, I'm doing my best. She's like, so you sound like unwell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, um, it's okay. This is kind of how it is. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm not surviving anything like particularly interesting this week. I feel like I'm just surviving like the mundane adult shit. I'm like, have a lot of boring stuff on my to-do list like insurance and like website work and like yeah. just emails and it's all just boring and dumb and doesn't feel important it is but yeah and you could also tell me to fuck off but I feel like the uh and be like I don't want to talk about this but I feel like the phase when you start taking meds too is so like difficult because you have that Mm -hmm. initial like placebo moment where you're like I'm Mm -hmm. so proud of myself like this is gonna help me this is great and then that kind of wears off and then you're like is this really working and you're second guessing everything totally well for the the good so I haven't totally noticed a change in my mood but I have actually really noticed a significant improvement in my migraines which is really nice Ah! I was like really not expecting it because at this point I've just lost hope of like everything um but one of I think I mentioned one of like the the thing it's like a pain inhibitor in a lot of ways and it can help with like uh migraines um and chronic pain so I have definitely noticed that I'm not feeling like nearly as shitty as I usually do um which has been really nice and might be placebo might go away but for the time being I'm just enjoying that no, I want to like live in the placebo zone. I don't even <laughs> no, care. No, I don't <laughs> yeah. give a fuck for sure. <laughs> yeah, honestly, whatever. Give me the sugar pill. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm same. happy. Absolutely. But Dana, what are we doing today? Because today's really exciting. Today is exciting and also not. So bear with us either way. <laughs> um, this has basically been on my to-do list for months. I've talked about it all the time. But today we'll be having a really more specific kind of deep dive into the ins and outs of our favorite thing, emergency go bags. Woo-woo! My plan is to be able to like refer to this episode in the future, which was actually Sarah's idea. So shout out to Sarah. Um, so basically whenever mostly me mention this in the future as like a part of an emergency of like make sure you have a go bag I can refer to this episode and for those who haven't like listened to this and don't know what it is they can listen to this and I don't have to keep fucking repeating myself and boring all of you (laughs) yeah totally over and over again because it's all kind of similar um 
and uh, this might not be like all that interesting, but we're going to really try our best to make it interesting. So please stick with us. (laughs) Here we go. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And speaking of BetterHelp, how's life going these days, Sarah? (laughs) Well, Dana, I'm glad you asked because as you and our listeners know all too well, it can be really hard. And you know what's easy, though? Connecting with one of the thousands of licensed therapists at BetterHelp. And we couldn't be more excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a customized, secure online therapy that offers video, phone, or even live chat sessions with your therapist. And I know that we and basically everyone on the planet right now might be struggling with their mental health, whether it be the pandemic, relationships, work troubles. Or that feeling that the world is ending. (laughs) Yeah, my BetterHelp therapist is like really in for a treat. But whatever your reason for therapy is, you deserve to be happy. Yeah, and finding a therapist shouldn't be so hard that you need a therapist to deal with the process. And BetterHelp is actually way more affordable than most in-person therapy. Plus, there's no waiting for calls back or schedules to open up. You can start communicating with your new therapist in under 48 hours for yourself or even as a couple. So join us and the millions of people who are taking advantage of online therapy. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and prepare your mental health for life's inevitable ups and downs. After all, you are your greatest survival tool. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and at your own risk listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash A-Y-O-R. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash A-Y-O-R. Support the pod and your mental health by signing up today. Love you. Love you. And your brain. Bye-bye. All right. So as always, I am like not an expert in any of this, but this was a little bit easier to research and feel confident in compared to like actually saving your life. So (laughs) I will be relaying lots of helpful tips and guides from some really legitimate sources. Still, I really encourage you to make your own survival kit, establish emergency plans with your family based on your own needs. Like it's all pretty unique and individual. So this is really a starting point and also just a reference for future episodes. Um, And then I also wanted to note that Having like money and space and time to accumulate something like a go bag is definitely a privilege and uh, that this isn't accessible to any like everyone or I said anyone kind of anyone. <laughs> and <laughs> if you're able to do this please do it but if you aren't please know that this is simply kind of a smart thing to have if it's within your means and even just having a couple of the things on yeah. these lists um, will set you up for success during an emergency. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's such a great point because I feel like when you first mentioned a go bag, when we first started this podcast, I started looking into the items that you had listed and it really starts to add up over time. And so like I would encourage people out there to be like, okay, maybe once a month I'll treat myself to one element of this go bag mm-hmm. um, or maybe add it to like a birthday list or something like that because totally. it really is expensive and adds up over time and so I I totally hear that Dana mm-hmm. and I think that's a great thing to call out yeah thank you I, I agree um I was definitely having the same feeling like originally as well and if it wasn't for doing these research this research all the time I probably would have just been like whatever um I'll just <laughs> die <laughs> but I uh but yeah also and then like I think uh, even in addition to cost, like for me, space was just a really big part of it. It's like, yeah. uh, I think so many of us live in these tiny apartments um, and I'm already have everything packed to the brim and having like a tiny, tiny part of under our bed dedicated to this is like pretty limiting. Like I can't have a fucking tent there. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I feel the same way. We shoved ours under our bed and it kind of felt the same where it's like, where do we put this? It also has to be in a good location. So it's a like. safe location. Yeah. Especially because where we live, like earthquakes are probably the number one like actual thing to be like worried about. Um and I mean like fires but not necessarily where we are but I yeah <laughs> LOL. And so it's like I don't want things to oh I know except except literal fire in your house I meant wildfires <laughs> not tamed fires um but they uh yeah and so it's like you don't want it to get like crushed or whatever yeah. the fuck I don't know anyway I'm just talking on my ass at this point but yeah they are super important to have um mm-hmm. and I think everyone should really carve out the time to do it and I'm so glad we're taking the time to walk through it today because it's definitely something that everyone should aim to have yeah and it's just a starting point for being prepared so basically the idea behind our podcast and also this concept is that preparing for emergencies and planning ahead of time increases your chances of surviving and staying calm and things going well by like 80 percent so 
the idea behind this go bag is that you're keeping stocked supplies together for an emergency in a central accessible location. And then while having a literal bag makes it easy to like grab and go if you need to, your go bag can also just be a box or a pile of stuff or whatever is accessible to you. We have like a duffel bag of shit. And just make sure it's stored in, we'll talk a tiny, tiny bit about places that they suggest keeping them. Um, I didn't find any that was like, keep it under your bed or keep it in a closet. It seems very much independent, like individual um, and based on you as a person and your house. But basically the idea is you have all these things for an emergency in one spot so you aren't scrambling to like find a flashlight or a first aid kit Mm -hmm. in the middle of a crisis. Yes, because if you're like me, your shit is everywhere. It is everywhere. Like truly, (laughs) like I could be in no rush at all and it's still a nightmare to find stuff. So add an adrenaline and an actual emergency and it's just a recipe for a disaster. Yeah, totally. Or if you're anything like me and Chris, uh, I often just immediately forget words. <laughs> and he is really bad at like uh, visually seeing directions. So I'll just point to something and be like that. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I literally don't remember the word for it. Uh, it's over there. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, how do you not know what I'm talking about? So that's um, us. And if you're like that, this makes it easier. I'm like, yep. the bed under it. Um, so what goes into your go bag will depend on like your evacuation plan and threats in your area or what have you. Determine whether you'll go to a shelter, a hotel, say stay with family, and then consider writing all of this up ahead of time. But basically what you want to take out of this, uh, we're going to go over what to keep in it and like uh, essentials versus extras. Um, But uh, I did want to include this quote real quick. Trisha, oh my God, I did not notice how insane this last name was when I copied and pasted (laughs) it in here. All right, great. Uh, Trisha Watzendorf. Watzendorf. (laughs) Watchendorf, who is the director of the Disaster Research Center at the University of Delaware, said, the more you plan and the more you prepare for an emergency, the more mental space you have to deal with the things you need to improvise on when the emergency hits, which is just lovely. I love that. I wanted to give us a moment to chat about our own go bags and our experience with them. um, And then we can dive into like what is essential, what is um, extra, and then some tips on like maintaining one throughout your life slash until everything's falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Sarah, like what do you have one? What's in it? Yeah. Well, Dana, Uh Dana, gorgeous, gorgeous girls have go bags. So of course, (laughs) of course I have a go bag. Um, But no, I got one because, uh, because you told me to. I Mm -hmm. immediately, when we started this podcast, I was like, I would be a huge ass hypocrite if I didn't get one. So I immediately, I really started, so I took your list and then I started with the things that I knew that I had already. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed a backpack and then started collecting the items that I already had in my house to just tick those off the list. And then um, just went from there and we just used like an old backpack um, that we didn't use anymore. Um, We put it under the bed and (laughs) funnily enough, when our apartment caught on fire, uh, we came back a few weeks later to kind of take photos of everything for our insurance and, and, you know, dig through and see what the damage was. And one of the first things we found was our go bag covered in soot. <laughs> Completely unused. So, it was so handy. Everyone should have one. It will save your ass if there's a fire. Well, to your credit, uh, George was under the bed, so he's probably trying to get the go bag. Oh, he was probably snuggling with the go bag. He was bag. like, oh, God, my parents are so smart. I got to get this go bag. What a he smart was like, baby Where boy. Where are my greenies? <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's like, I know there's backup food for me in there, bitch. Give yeah, it to me. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I have one and it's, I haven't used it yet, thankfully, but it survived the fire. So that's great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Chris and I have one. It's been accumulated over the last few months, basically. Um, But yeah, we basically sat, we were like, we'll spend $100 total on this for now and then see what we can accumulate over time. Um, But we did the same thing you mentioned. Like, uh, we had a bunch of stuff for camping that we actually just kind of tossed in there as like, this is where our camping stuff will just go. So like headlamps and like the pocket knives and like that kind of shit. Um, nice. And then, uh, yeah, and then, like, grab, like, any extra, like, we had grabbed, like, beans <laughs> and 
and like some dog food <laughs> cans um and yeah just kind of like tried to stock up on some of the stuff we already had uh but it's under our bed it's in a duffel bag and we kind of tried to organize it a little bit um but it's uh it was definitely a process to get one started so I think doing small increments over time and kind of grabbing what you already have and just keeping it in a central spot is a a perfect way to start yeah absolutely takes me into what should be like the essentials like when you're building your go bag what are like the absolute essential components of sorry I keep hitting my fucking (laughs) um we're experts (laughs) yeah (laughs) I know what I'm doing um so I'm just talking with my hands as if I'm not on a fucking podcast uh so go bag essentials uh there's actually a decent number of things and i tried to go through like a few different websites and accumulate their essentials but a lot of them were obviously really repetitive um and had the same stuff so one would be food they suggest at least a three-day supply of non-perishable food for everyone in your household including pets Mm. uh and then as sarah and i always laugh at (laughs) they suggest at least one gallon of water per person per day for five days supply including your pets just no um just no i don't know the last time i like had water insane a gallon of water and i'm still alive it's so insane i think it was you dana actually (laughs) that suggested because first of all I don't drink a lot of water during the day anyway, so, like, I'd be okay-ish. I know that probably health people <laughs> listening to this are like, shut up and drink water. Um, that's why you're so sad. But um, <laughs> I think you recommended... <laughs> that's why everything's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, you're not hydrated. Um, but I think you mentioned in a podcast, and I can't remember which episode, but it was to, like, fill up the bathtub... Like if you're stuck at home Mm, mm -hmm. and I feel like, you know, there are other ways around this having like giant gallons of water. Like you could have one of those like straw things that filters water to make it, Mm -hmm. make it healthy. Um, Or you could like fill up your bathtub if you're stuck inside, like that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. No, there's, yeah, definitely other options for like the moment a crisis happens if you still have plumbing and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think the bathtub thing was like if the power is going out, um, they suggest filling up your bathtub um with hot water to keep like the house hot and also give yourself um like extra water if you need it for like flushing the toilet or like uh whatever the fuck yeah (laughs) you know whatever the fuck whatever the science says Mm -hmm. um all right so moving on into like equipment uh they suggest having a battery powered or hand crank radio uh, and then specifically having an NOAA weather radio with a tone alert, which mm. I can't really tell you I know what that means. But I think <laughs> if you Google it, um, you'll be able to find like a specific radio that will have like all of the bells and whistles that you need. But ultimately, it's like you want a crank radio, uh, which basically like you just crank up and it goes or one that's battery powered and that you've been making sure the batteries are good <laughs> in so that you can stay in touch with reality when everything is exploding. Yeah, and you can listen to Ryan Seacrest every morning. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and then you want to make sure you have a flashlight, more than one if possible, a fir- like basic first aid kit, um, extra batteries, a pocket knife. Uh, And then they also suggested in the essentials, which I thought was interesting because I super don't have this, um, a whistle to signal for help. I was like, I'll just circa the di- I'll just scream <laughs> circa the Titanic. Yes, yeah, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so get a life vest um, mm-hmm. and just use the whistle <laughs> on it. Um, and then they also recommend having like face masks, like everybody does have that has now, um, but ideally like one of the more significantly like suffocating ones that we all hate wearing um that will help filter contaminated air or like whatever the fuck might be going on and then they also suggested having plastic sheeting and duct tape in case you need to like board up a window or make a something and i i have duct tape but plastic sheeting sounds big Yeah, that sounds extra. Um, I feel like, yeah, maybe that's like for specific like weather kind of shit. But yeah, I also feel like it's a go bag because you're going. It's going. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Plastic I think sheeting like, and duct tape is like if you're staying. Yeah, totally. I think like the there is kind of this like gray area between like you want this to be something that you can grab easily and just like go with if your house is not good or like you there's some shits happening that you need to leave. Um, but also yeah. like you might get stuck in your house or like the power might be out for a long time and this is useful for that. 
that. So I think there is like a gray area between like stuff you'd want on your back and stuff you would just want to have accessible. So I don't know. Maybe think of that when you're organizing it. I didn't. So (laughs) Um, this is my go side. This is my stay side. Yeah, for real. (laughs) I'm like, this is everything all at once. Um, And then they suggest having moist towelettes, garbage bags, plastic ties for any like sanitation issues of like needing to take a dump in this plastic bag or like throw scraps of food away. Like you might need to do that. So try to stay sanitary. Yes. Yes. And let me tell you, I uh, first read that tip and I was like, that's really gross. And then I thought to myself, you could just buy doggy bags, basically. That's so true. You could just have as, as like a double purpose. Doggy bag. Yeah. For sure. So I have that's three so rolls funny. of doggy bags for human poo. Oh my so. God. I fucking love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. So go grab some doggy bags. Um, you also want to have. A wrench or pliers, uh, mostly to be able to turn off utilities. Uh, most like utilities in a house are uh, like a twist, but they might be really, really hard to twist. So you want to be able to turn off like a power source or um, gas or some shit that might blow you the fuck up. Uh, and then this is a great <laughs> tip because I I put one in, but I almost forgot a can opener because you're gonna have a lot of canned food in your bag uh, <laughs> it's like totally that's like brand. bringing yeah to just like have a bunch wine of to a party and, and then no you don't have opener. the cork opener like, I guess we'll yeah just crack this bad boy open on my head yeah i'm gonna use my shoe yeah um and then obviously like things like local maps direct directories a list of important phone numbers or radio stations so that you're not scrambling to remember or find that stuff like in the moment uh, especially if you don't have wi-fi or cell service um that is all stuff that is like just like throw on queer eye and and look these things up and jot them down for yourself yes and that goes for like your family's phone numbers Mm -hmm. too like like we aren't memorizing your parents landline is not gonna come in handy and that is the only phone number that i know (laughs) know, totally your best friend from eighth grade's phone number (laughs) is like not gonna help you out but yeah, so and then also cell phone chargers and any backup batteries or external chargers you might have um, in case that stuff is available to you. You want to be able to like have all of that accessible. Okay, so the rest of the stuff I'm going to list is mostly just like extra things to keep in your noggin um, and like have uh, just a, a like a pulse on if you see it out in the world or you already have it or you want to put it on like your wish list for um, all these things because like we said, this is all personal and individual and expensive yeah (laughs) and takes up so much space yes it depends on how big your bag is so like if you're gonna graduate Mm -hmm. to a a big girl bag then like maybe consider some of these extras so funny yeah it might have a go room um yeah (laughs) so (laughs) I think we're just full preppers at this point um, yeah, totally. so Sarah already mentioned it, but uh, experts do recommend having uh, a reusable water bottle and then also either a filtering straw, like the Life Straw is like the famous one, or water purification tablets. We have those in our go bag. Um, basically, it's a, like uh, if the water is contaminated and you don't have fresh water available, um, you might not die from drinking whatever you find. Um And then they recommend having just a bunch of masks for everyone that is going to be with you. Soap, hand sanitizer, disinfecting wipes, like that kind of thing to try to keep things sanitary. Prescription medications um, for anyone that might be in your household, like extras. And then also any over-the-counter medications like pain relievers, cold flu relief, all of Sarah's antacids. Um, <laughs> that kind of thing is all like, I have just like, I have like basically an entire medicine cabinet in my go bag because I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I have to need, be on my fucking A game. Absolutely. Okay? I'm not going to get diarrhea during the apocalypse. And the idea of just being that person that has the medicine, like it reminds me of Lost. Like when they, when they found the doctor, when they found the bag that had the meds in yeah. it, like that was a hot commodity. So you want to be the person with the medication because you could barter it for like a gun. Oh my God, I <laughs> I fucking love you. This is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to start throwing gold into my bag. <laughs> um, and then if you're somebody who doesn't have great vision, uh, you, prescription eyeglasses, extra contacts, contact lens solution. Like, I feel like even if you can't afford or don't have, like, these 
extras um like something that would be like be good enough i think is good like a really cheap pair of glasses at the at cvs um that's like close ish to your prescription or whatever i think it's like better than nothing because you don't want to be blind in the apocalypse yeah you don't want this to be like bird box like you need to see God. yeah you do you would want Sandra Bullock there but you don't want to be blind so yeah totally uh and then any if you have a baby are unfortunate enough to have a baby uh any like formula <laughs> bottles diapers all of that shit um god so fucking expensive um just like snag some extra plop it in there also plop your birth control in there <laughs> <laughs> just buy some condoms totally and uh and then obviously pet supplies like an extra leash bowls poop bags toys um like whatever you have that's extra and wouldn't take up too much space and you feel like throwing in there uh they also suggest having a sleeping bag or at least a blanket per person in your go Mm. bag which i don't have because i don't have space but that would be cool to have like (laughs) some nice fresh throw blankets in my go bag totally like oh my god tj maxx really coming through while the world's on fire (laughs) <laughs> also I will say um, if you're looking for a really compact this is not an ad at all but we have uh, sand cloud towels Turkish ta- Turkish towels that mm. are really compact and really small and you can fold them up really teeny tiny and they dry really fast so if you're looking for a small towel those would be good yes is that what those like beach towels yeah. are made of that are yeah it like repels oh, the yeah. um, sand and they're also like microfiber mm-hmm. so they dry really fast yeah that's such a and good they idea fold up really tiny tiny yeah that's I actually didn't see like towels or anything on any of these lists but now that I think of it I feel like yeah. extra towels or like rags or microfiber fiber and and that kind of thing is probably smart to have in there as well yeah because it like doubles as a blanket anyway yeah there's like lots of uses for it for sure um they also recommend having a change of clothing that might be appropriate for your climate or the time of year as well as any sturdy shoes and i was like lol i need to wear all of that so (laughs) so in la they want us to wear like a sweatsuit no (laughs) yeah and I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm wearing my L.L. Bean slippers in the apocalypse. You can't come at me. <laughs> Things like a fire extinguisher or any other like emergency stuff around your house that is already kind of like obvious as being helpful in an emergency, this might be a good spot to keep it unless it's really far away from your kitchen, in which case don't move that. Mm. Um also matches in a waterproof container or lighters with plenty of like gas or one of those um, electric ones just make sure it's charged uh, will be really helpful Um, and then battery powered lanterns or headlamps they don't recommend having candles necessarily because you might burn your whole house down Um, (laughs) sorry for the trigger warning there yay (laughs) Um, but uh, just that kind of thing just making sure we'll talk about it later just making sure that it's like charged and usable Um, but yeah headlamps and lanterns I think are pretty clutch because you don't want to be walking around with like something in your hand all the time so having like a, a stationary lamp and also like a headlamp so you can use your hands is probably pretty that makes so much sense i didn't even think about that like yeah headlamps are fucking amazing also they look really cool so win-win they're so fun i went on like this camping trip in middle school with my like class it was awful (laughs) and we had to pee and poop outside and i didn't poop all week oh like literally the entire week and not because I didn't and like not because I, I wasn't like not letting myself my body was just like well don't you worry about that we'll hold <laughs> don't you worry about a thing you're a going while. through a lot your body's going through a lot yeah. and we're just going to take this but off I, your list right but I had um I had a, my dad got me a headlamp for it and oh. uh it ended up being like I was like I was like the person with the medication you mentioned earlier <laughs> everyone was like I have to pee can I use your headlamp because it was like kind of especially as a girl like hard to pee in the dark totally being able to see you have to like prop yourself and wipe and also like not fall in your pee oh my god (laughs) so the headlamp was clutch i really recommend getting one and you were the coolest person in school after that (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man um okay and then also um having any like uh bad for the environment but disposable things because that's the least of your worries in this moment (laughs) paper cups plates paper towels plastic utensils like things to try to keep things like sanitary um and and doable 
Uh, also, any extra spices to make plain beans less disgusting. Um, if you're trapped there for a while, that might be smart. Um, as well as any like extra food that might be fun. There, someone was like, chocolate won't be a bad idea. And I was like, you're so right. Mm, I feel like, um, what is it? Uh, what's the healing spice that also tastes good? Turmeric. You should pack turmeric because Great, yeah just like it helps uh, pop that in an iv and shove that up your butt That's totally it makes sh- makes shit taste good and it heals your body oh great i should get some of that i'll fix all my problems <laughs> <laughs> and then any like sturdy gloves goggles eye protectants like things to just kind of like keep your body as safe as possible if you need to remove like debris or whatever the fuck might be going on in your house um or outside the house uh and then i also haven't done this because i'm poor um but cash or travelers checks uh they suggest like more the more the better but try to scroll away at least enough for a tank of gas and a meal which i think was a good like starting point because for me i'm like how Mm. the fuck much money do i put in there because i need my money and also what if my house burns down (laughs) sorry sorry (laughs) god on the brain it's okay yeah no I agree it's like where do you even start and then I think in a crisis like if the crisis is big enough I feel like money becomes obsolete at a certain point like it's just you need so much of it to do anything I don't know um and then make sure you have copies of your insurance plans IDs any like bank records passports like just try to have like some sort of some semblance of like your life in this bag um so that if you like Mm. need to prove who you are or do something (laughs) like you didn't leave everything behind (laughs) or everything isn't totally like all over the place um this is definitely the boring aspect of this but um yeah pretty important um and then i kept seeing on all of these lists like i'm not exaggerating every single one mentioned like for kids make sure you have a notebook and pencil books games puzzles that kind of things and i was like kids like what the fuck you think adults are just sitting in a room (laughs) like what like why is that for kids anyway people are so lame why aren't adults allowed to play Yes, I feel like as an adult, I need that more because my brain is so occupied with like how to get out of the disaster. I know, I know. I need to play cards. Yeah, exactly. So like throw some banana grams in your fucking go bag. Yeah, totally. Um, All right, well, is anything coming to mind that I didn't have on this list that you have or that you think is important? No, I think that's great. I feel like something to like circle back to something that I get a little confused about is food for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could do like granola bars. You could do yeah. like uh, canned goods. I, I think we put like a giant thing of peanut butter I was just going to say peanut butter and like shelf, yeah. like shelf butter is really good. Um, mm. Also like, yeah, you mentioned granola bars. A lot of people mentioned like cereal bars, which I'm not totally sure I get what that means, but um, that was brought up a few times. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, you basically want to like try to have as as many calories and protein and fiber in um, probably carbs too in like uh, as possible. Um, so all of that is like super important. I'm trying to think of what else. I have tuna fish in ours. Yeah. Um, what else do I have? I have a bunch of dog food, so. Yeah. That's yeah, I was thinking that with the cat food, too. It, it can be a little tricky. But, yeah, I feel like we tried to pick out things that, like, had the highest caloric density mm-hmm. that we could find. <laughs> yeah, also, like, canned food for your pets um, will also have, like, hydration for them. So mm-hmm. it'll be, like, a twofer versus dry food. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I'm trying to think of like what else I have in there that's not just beans. Oh, I have a bunch of Trader Joe O's. Mm, yum. Because those are fucking good. It's basically SpaghettiOs. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like soup, maybe. Um, all that stuff because it's also liquid, which I think you'll probably want. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it, it also takes up so much fucking space, all these fucking cans. I know, the cans, they're just really heavy, so it's like heavy Plan yeah i'm like running down the street full of bag full of soup yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm just thinking about like the days when i didn't have a car and i was walking back from the grocery store oh my God, with right soup and and you're like i don't need anything yeah <laughs> totally 
how much do I actually need food is what you would think to yourself. Yeah, um, totally. Picture walking home. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, anyway, all right, so real quick <laughs> tips on like real quick tips on like maintaining your kit because um, it like we're proving right now it's easy to kind of forget what's in there if you don't open it all the time. Um, so you want to make sure that it's being kept in a cool, dry place uh, so that your food and, and all of that is um, tip-top shape. They suggest keeping any boxed food um, in really tightly closed plastic or metal containers so that it doesn't go stale or go bad. And then make sure that you're checking on your items as often as possible or even keep a list outside the bag of like what's in it and when it expires so you don't have to like keep rummaging through it um and just making sure that things that have expired are being replaced as needed obviously that's kind of tough because it feels like food waste but um i think a way around that would be keeping like tabs on the expirations and then if it's about to go bad like grab it if it's like a month or two out grab it use it replace it so that you're not just tossing everything um and then remembering to like pretty regularly take out the external chargers and charge them or replace batteries as needed. Um, just make sure you have tabs on like how charged things are because the last thing you want is to have like all these ways to charge stuff and it's all fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! like gosh. totally what would happen to me. Totally. That's so upsetting. It's almost like you need to pick a day <laughs> of the year to like do all this stuff. You know what? You know what you need yeah, to totally. do? Every 9-11 – Fix up your go bag <laughs> to commemorate yes, the tragedy that idea. fucked us all up. So. If only they had go bags. Yeah, yeah so for real. every 9-11, maintain your kit. Wow, that's great. Wonderful. <laughs> what a millennial moment we just had. Um, and then last but not least, rethink your needs, like, often and especially every year on this 9-11 date update your kit as your family's needs have changed like prescriptions diet requirements like maybe you got another pet that kind of thing every 9-11 just think about all the ways you could die and try to update your kit accordingly uh, okay sorry I'm, that's so funny and fucked up <laughs> La, 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 la. Um, all right. And then uh, this wasn't as helpful as I hoped it would be. I was trying to find like suggestions on where to keep your kit or like how to store stuff in a way like that's like like conscious of your space or whatever. Um, but it seems also so individual and so like everyone's house and needs are so different that no one was really willing to like actually give me any advice. So <laughs> I have some very, very vague um uh, ideas that also just seem super unfeasible to me. So let's just blast through this so I can I can tell you guys, but have, do with this what you wish. Um, so <laughs> all these articles were like, you don't know when an emergency is going to occur. So you need to have a go bag everywhere you've ever been. Like, but specifically, you need to have one at home and at like your job or another place you frequent and then your car. And I was like, okay, that's insane. No, insane. <laughs> um insane um i have although i do have like a tiny emergency kit in the car with like car stuff and like yeah water whatever the fuck but i mean how much space do you have in your goddamn car totally and do you want to be towing that around doesn't that use extra gas like let's just <laughs> let's just think about the environment for one second yeah think of the <laughs> environment um so at, at your house, obviously, they suggest keeping your go bag in a designated place um, and have it ready and available and accessible and have everyone in your house know where it is and what it is and why it's helpful. Um, some articles also suggest having a go bag for everyone in your house, like everyone has their own. And I was like, okay, this is some like fucking suburbs shit. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, that's nuts. Um, it's like how but, every like, kid in John and K plus eight had a backpack with their name on it. It's like with their name. This that's is exactly totally what it. I pictured. It's exactly what I pictured. It was like a, a fucking monogrammed yep. like fucking backpack yep. that's full of like Bobby's little uh, <laughs> trucks. I don't fucking know. But I was going to say medication, but like, I don't know that he's on medication. He little Bobby it. Jr.'s medication. Yeah, he's He's gonna need something eventually. Yeah, your dad doesn't love your mom, Bobby. Take the meds. <laughs> it's all your fault, Bobby. Sorry. But uh, yeah, basically they're suggesting like that way you can have it all be really individual um, and uh, like it can have everyone's specific needs in the bag, but also that's yeah. nuts. So 
Anyway, uh, and then (laughs) they're like, if at work, and I'm like, no one goes to work anymore. We all hate everything. (laughs) So (laughs) if you go into a job and you don't think everyone will think you're absolutely fucking crazy for having a giant (laughs) box of emergency supplies under your desk, um, then go ahead and do that. They say it should include water, food, other necessities, as well as comfortable walking shoes. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I get what they mean, but... I mean, socially, do you want to be that person at work? <laughs> um, maybe I wouldn't mind it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. I also wouldn't hate the idea of my office nemesis not having supplies while I did. Yeah. So and just how the tables would just turn. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, and then in your car, I mean, I think it's always smart to have emergency stuff in your car for your car. Um, they make all sorts of kits like that and like Sarah just muted the sneeze and it looked like she exploded <laughs> I know it's a few I was trying to be of the mute me calling out what just happened but I just looked up on our zoom and it looked like you were going to erupt um okay that was I was trying funny. to be all professional yeah, and like use my worked. mute button for the first it. time ever um, and then oh, uh, man, that was yeah, so funny. I blew it anyway keep shit in your car it. if you want I don't care <laughs> gonna die oh man yeah, yeah. um okay well that is the go kit or go bag or whatever the fuck you <laughs> want to call it i just really hope everybody has like something and it's kept in one spot that you know about that's really all i'm asking yeah. of you as a listener to this podcast um but if totally. you want to go all out they do sell them pre-made um they do sell like starter kits for it um a lot of it is online if you go to uh, www.ready.gov slash kit there are lots of links um especially the red cross has some really good ones but yeah they're pricey and it's like do you have the money if you do go fucking go for it do that hell yeah (laughs) my dream is that we have an at your own risk go bag at some point we will someday it'll be even if it's like basic stuff we'll do it for sure because that's really fun um but uh yeah, I did reach out to Life Straw like a few months ago and I was like, what's up? And they were like, I could not care less about this situation. <laughs> they were like, people are dying, you <laughs> fucking moron. We don't have a coupon code for you. <laughs> and I was like, OK, bye. Um, so, uh, yeah, so make sure to uh, check out like your options for what makes sense for you. Um, for this particular episode, I did use that ready.gov slash kit site for tips. Also a New York times article, pack a go bag now, and then a Sierra club article, how to pack a go bag. Um, but this is something we talk about often and I'll continue to talk about it. It comes up in like most emergencies, especially natural disaster stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm just probably going to be like, listen to episode 25, ding dong, um, in the future so that I don't have to do this entire episode within all of our episodes. Hell yeah. Um, great idea, Sarah. (laughs) No, great, great job, Dana, because I do, I do feel like this is something we're going to reference a lot. I know I'm likely going to reference it a lot. And so I think it's a really invaluable, uh, podcast that we're putting out into the world for once. So this is great. (laughs) I know. Look at us actually potentially having something solid to produce and uh, explore. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, here's an (laughs) ad. (laughs) Uh, But stick around because I'm pretty. I have a great story slash sad story to tell you guys at the end of this. Oh no! Um, I don't know what Sarah's gonna do, but oh yeah, cliffhanger, baby. So, if you listen to our podcast, and here you are, listening to our podcast, you're well aware that we love our pets, which is why we are absolutely thrilled to be sponsored by Pretty Litter. Okay, so for real, Dana, Pretty Litter is an absolute game changer. Being a millennial, my apartment is pretty small, and now that I work from home, my space is extra important to me. So, the smell from George's litter box can be, like, truly lethal (laughs) and mood altering to say the least but ever since Pretty Litter sent me a month's supply of their special formula it's like George doesn't even poop in the closet next to my desk (laughs) plus their formula is made to reduce litter dust and not aggravate allergies which we all know is a great way to avoid getting a life changing parasite as someone who is always fearing worst case scenarios and doing everything I can to prepare for them do you know what my favorite part of Pretty Litter is oh my gosh what your face right now I can't (laughs) so Pretty Litter actually 
actually changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness in your cat. So like urinary tract infection, kidney issues, like the litter actually changes colors to let you know about this early on. Uh, and when I found that out, I was like, okay, so this litter was legit <laughs> made for George because like most cats, he's pretty famous for hiding that he's sick until it's really serious and ruins Sarah's life. And uh, especially for male cats, UTIs can be really, really serious and all of these issues can be predicted ahead of time if you use pretty litter. So they can help you save your pet's life or at the very least catch an illness before it like balloons into a major issue that costs you a small fortune at the emergency vet. Absolutely. And Dana, having the peace of mind that my litter is not only keeping our house clean and tidy, but also helping me keep an eye on George's health more closely. Um, it just means the world to me. And did we mention that it ships for free to your doorstep and is somehow in a very lightweight, easy to store bag compared to other heavy, bulky cat litter bags? Like, I'm so sick of walking home from the grocery store with those boxes of kitty litter, and it feels like I'm cutting off my fingers. So it really can't get any better than this. Well, Sarah, it can get better, because Pretty Litter <laughs> is offering our listeners 20% off their first month's supply of Pretty Litter if you plug in our special code. And that code is A-Y-O-R at checkout. And not only will that change our listeners' lives, but it will also help support the pod. So what a win-win. Again, Use code AYOR at checkout for 20% off your first month of Pretty Litter today. Love you. We love you and your cats. Uh, bye. bye. All right. So we are back. Um, and since I've been blabbing out my butt, I would like Sarah to kick us off. Um, close up our episode with something that you are proud of this week. Yes. Um, We're thriving. Yeah, what yeah. Are you thriving this week? Uh, what thriving am I th- and thriving. What am I thriving at? Um, I would have to say, I think, you know, thinking about all the things that I've had to do with the apartment and the fire, there have been tons of phone calls that have been not fun and kind of stressful. Um, and I think, you know, I grew up learning that you know, talking to customer service people, getting what you want can look a certain way, Um, Mm -hmm. getting frustrated, maybe being the loudest person on the call, getting what you want. Um, But I think (laughs) Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, growing up a little bit more and being exposed to people like Joe, um, my partner, who's incredibly good with dealing with customer service people, I've just been really actively trying to like fix that about myself and just treat people with more respect and not necessarily like needing to bring the heat mm-hmm. even when the stakes are really high and so I'm just really proud of myself for being really kind to all of the people that I've come into contact with even if the situation has been a little less than ideal um, and Joe said something to me the other night um, and it was a phrase that I had never heard before but it's more bees with honey and oh yeah yeah I've never heard that before and I'm sure like younger me would have been like ugh what the fuck but (laughs) I do think that there is some truth to that and there have been people who have been really pulling out all the stops to help us just because I think we've been a little bit kinder and more approachable and so I think I want to keep that going and I'm proud of myself for really pushing through when I really do want to scream at people sometimes oh my god I know (laughs) Well, that's really lovely and also makes me feel like we should do an episode on, like, how to get what you want from customer service. Oh, hell yeah. I am very equipped (laughs) at this moment. (laughs) Yeah, because, yeah, no, I'm really proud of you, too. I definitely relate to how frustrating that can be. Um, And I also, like, mostly relate to being on the other end of it, having worked in, like, call centers and, like, been customer service for so many years. Um, yeah, you, you mostly talk to people who are just really, like, uh, rude, even if they're not calling to, like, complain about anything. They just, like, don't give a fuck. Um, totally. And it's really a really tough job. Um, and a lot of times they don't have a lot of control to, like, do anything about it. And it's, like, their annoying boss who is a douche and they're going to get yes. in trouble for asking more from them. And, like, it's, like, a whole fucking thing. Also, yeah, that's, like, everyone my thing. Has me- oh, I was just going to say uh, – that's like my favorite line is when I'm talking to someone and I say, I know this isn't your fault, but um, yeah, because exactly. I think I just want to acknowledge like what you said. It's just not their fault. It's the system is yeah. bigger than they are. They're just one person and one piece of it. Yeah, totally. Like not using you, but using like the entity that they work for as, yeah. as, as the, the noun you're talking about um, is really powerful. Uh, also like uh, – 
yeah, I mean, obviously, we've all talked to people in customer service who aren't really bringing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you're like, this is infuriating. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think it's it's really important to lead with empathy. And uh, and I totally am with Joe that uh, there's like a fine line between being a pushover um, and being too nice. And then people are like, whatever, this isn't worth it. They're not going to be yeah. loud enough. And like people literally will have meetings about that. And be like, yeah. no, this person's like just kind of nice. They're gonna give up. Like they don't care. Um, being, but also not being like mean and ruining everyone's life because you will ultimately get what you want that way. But is it worth it? Um, <laughs> no. And uh, yeah, there's like a fine line of being like annoying but nice, um, and just persistent and um, kind and having like empathy and patience, but also being persistent and yeah. being willing to um, like engage in the conflict, but without. You know, I heard, I overheard you make one of those phone calls, and I thought you did such a good job. Aww, I was really proud thanks. of you. It was like, um, yeah, like you were really, really nice to the woman you're talking to about how this wasn't her fault, and like you're totally get that everything is stupid, but this is really important <laughs> to you. Yeah, and you were like no. very firm. I think there's like a yeah, it was beautiful. Well done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think you said it best. Persistence and kindness is like the perfect recipe for it. But Dana. What are you thriving at this week? What do you have any stories okay, for us? Isn't the word, um, <laughs> but I did have a development this morning. Um, I oh my god! Have better I could talk about, but because uh, I don't really have a conclusion to this yet. Um, but uh, this morning I was so for anyone who follows me on Instagram, you know that there are a lot of squirrels at my house um, and that they like to eat everything I put on my front porch. One of them, I have a little skull on my front porch. That's in hindsight really creepy to everyone that lives near me. Um, but he, this one squirrel, and it is one squirrel because he has a really distinct ear that comes over and just eats it and like chews on the <laughs> antlers of this deer skull, and it's like the like the creepiest shit on earth, and it's so fucking loud. And he he wants to come into our apartment whenever he's out there, and you're like, please stop doing that. He's like, okay, then let me in your fucking house. And I'm like, this is nuts. Um, and he like chased Chris once from like the laundry to our house. He's nuts. He's the best. Um, so we were walking Rogi this morning and I uh, saw a squirrel in the road and I was like, oh my God, no, my squirrel. And I ran over to it to make sure it wasn't my squirrel and it wasn't, but then it was fucking alive. And I was like, all right, I guess this is what I'm doing with my day at this point. Oh. <laughs> and Chris was running late for a meeting. And so I was like, take Rogi and go. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. And I didn't know what to do because it was just like in the street and it was soaking wet. I don't really know why because it didn't rain um, and it wasn't blood. Weird. It was like fully just wet. Um, so I think someone had like their sprinklers on or something. Um, yeah. But it, uh, yeah, really sad. Um, but it didn't seem to have like any function in its front legs. I couldn't really tell what was happening, but it was very awake and like breathing heavily. Aww. And I was like this poor fucking thing. And so I just sat next to it for a long time, Googling, like, what the fuck to do. My Google history right now is, like, absolutely <laughs> hilarious. It escalates from, like, uh, like Los Feliz squirrel heart to, like, do squirrels know you're helping them? <laughs> I just want him to know he has a friend. Um so I texted Chris. Do squirrels and I was have like, the emotional capacity for love? <laughs> yeah, does a squirrel love me as much as I love him? Um, and so I Holy texted Chris shit. and I was like, uh, do we have a box in the house? Because I saw online that, like, uh, you should t- put. I just wanted to get him out of the road. I was like, uh, and so I was like, maybe we'll put him in a box. And then Chris, I knew he was <laughs> in a meeting and on the phone, so I wasn't expecting him to answer. And then he, like, came around the corner like a fucking white knight with a box in his hand and I was like oh my god I love this man so much and he was like here's a box and I was like great we also need gloves and a towel and water and he was like okay I'm gonna save with the squirrel while you go get that because I don't know what I don't remember what you and just I said I was like okay great and then I like sprinted back home I grabbed all this shit I sprinted back I put these gloves on and we've made this little nest in a box and I was like this thing's gonna fucking bite me um but then I just was petting it for a second to see if it would freak out and it was just like fucking kill me (laughs) and I was like no friend I save you um and then I picked him up and he would let me pick him up and he was like awake and looked just sad and he can move his back legs he can move his head but he can't move at least his right arm in the front 
And I was like, fuck, this sucks. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this thing. And so I had, Chris was like, where are we going? And I was like, Chris, I have no plan after this. <laughs> I have the zero plan, plan after picking. The plan was get the squirrel in the box, and now we're going to carry yeah. the box to an undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah, no, I had no plan at all. I was like holding the squirrel, and I was like, he was like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. We're just doing this right now. <laughs> so I put it in the box, and then I like covered him in little towels because he probably was in shock and really cold and scared, and he was also wet as hell. And so then um, we carried the box back towards our apartment, and I didn't know what to do with it. And so I just had it on the patio for a while with me in his little box, and I tried calling all these phone numbers, and like everyone either, one, is closed, which like, cool, yeah. I guess animals don't die on Mondays, and then two, <laughs> uh, with, like their mailbox was full, or they just like didn't fucking answer and have like no way to reach them. And then I finally got in touch with this one place that was like, uh, okay, uh, text us like information about it in photos and gave me a phone number to text. And then that got this automated message that was like, okay, go drive like two hours from here and drop off the squirrel. And I'm like, I- I'm, I can't drive by myself with a squirrel in a box two oh hours God. from here. Like what the fuck would happen? <laughs> I know what would happen and it would wake up and it would attack you yeah. and then you'd crash your car. Yeah, totally. So I was like, okay, I don't know what the fuck to do right now. Um, and so then I, like, oh my God. Also, then I found the number for this lady. Oh my God, this is so cute. <laughs> um, this lady was like, uh, she's like, so I called this phone number for this like specific squirrel rehabilitation place in Southern California. <laughs> I got their voicemail. It is, it was like, hi, you've reached Barb and Gill's Squirrel Rehabilitation Center. <laughs> This is our, in our retirement, we help squirrels in Southern California. Uh, we can't come to the phone right now, but if this is for one of us personally, please call our other phone number. This is just for squirrels. And I was like, this is incredible. And then they also gave a cell phone number, so I texted them. And then they told me to call this other place that's just closed forever. So I am at an outer loss for how to help this thing at this oh, point. Oh, my gosh, and, Dana. Oh, oh, and then when you call, like, Los Angeles, like, animal rehabilitation or, like, uh, animal control, you get – both of them give you this, like, 10-minute survey that you have to complete over the phone to win a cruise before they'll talk to you. And I'm like, this is the, this is like, you're like, this is an emergency. Yeah. (laughs) Like what? So I'm just like, I, at this point I'm like, okay, this thing is going to fucking die. So I just need to make it comfortable. So I have it in a little box out on our courtyard, like hidden in the trees um, I've gone to check on it every hour or so, and he has gradually come out of the box and tried to go other places. Most recently, before we started this phone call, he had like basically leapt to what I thought was his death off the off the fucking porch. <gasps> and I was like, okay, well, I hope he just fucking died because this thing is miserable. Um, and no, he's just like breathing and he's sad. Um, but I think he's going to pass away and he's really like, he's totally dry now. And he had a really nice little cozy box that he, for some reason, didn't want to be in anymore. So that's his choice. So he's living his truth, <laughs> dying the way he wanted to. Um, and Aww. I just was walking Chris through ways I could kill it. And he was like, Dana, I have to tell you, you can't, you don't have it in you to kill the squirrel. <laughs> like, you need to get a grip. Yeah. And I was like, I think I could. I was like, I could throw this pot onto it. And he was no. like, what if it didn't die? What if it didn't die and you just threw a pot onto it? And I was like, okay, this is all really good. This is why I have you in my life. Yeah. I think we need to let, I think we need to let this beautiful squirrel pass. And it's a real shame that no one in Los Angeles really cares about Anything. squirrels. And I realize that that's a big <laughs> generalization. But Joe also found a dying squirrel on our property like a month ago. Oh, I remember that. And he called, yeah, he called our security and really our uh, apartment complex. And they were like, sorry, we don't, we're not doing that. And he was like, okay, well, there's going to be a dead squirrel here if you don't <laughs> take care of it. And I was like, God, I love this man. There's going to be a dead squirrel you're going to have to take care yeah, of. Yeah, and this is going to be all your fault that it's dead here on the ground and there are kids running around everywhere and dogs and it's just gonna die here alone and they were like nope sorry I know for a while I was just like sitting with the squirrel and I was like at least he won't die alone and then I was like I'm probably really stressing the squirrel out by just being next to him so I put him in like a little safe space and tried to give him some alone time and then he fucking launched into outer space I don't know how he did it because he like cannot move um but (gasps) Uh, I'm really yeah, proud so of him. He, he, hopefully, <laughs> as we're speaking, he's dead. <laughs> I was like, I need a tiny gun. And Chris was like, I think yep. a regular size gun would work. And I was like, no, I need a tiny squirrel you gun. You need a mini squirrel um, gun. Yeah, he's yeah. hopefully as dead as uh, Robert Durst uh, is. 
Oh my god, I know. For real. R.I.P. Robert um, Durst. I did put a little blanket over him. Um, I threw it down to onto him from where I can't get to where he is now. He's just yeah. like on, on his own. <laughs> Sorry. We're talking dude. about this. Um, for to be clear, we're talking about the squirrel now, not Robert Durst. <laughs> <laughs> I threw a blanket to him. He's on his own. Um, yeah, sorry. I just wanted to close the loop on the squirrel. I'll I'll let you guys know if he makes it, but I would be shocked if he does. At this point, I'm just trying to make him comfortable, and I'm glad he's not alone wet in the fucking road. Um, but brutal. This has been a really tragic day. Uh, I'm, uh, I, But I feel proud that I care about this squirrel and tried to help him. Um, I... Uh, this poor fucking thing i feel so fucking bad for him really sorry for anyone who's like not enjoying this conversation (laughs) there's so many people have bailed right now absolutely yeah they're like we're gone uh we we can't listen to this anymore but i do think that there is something to be said about caring for something uh it -hmm. helps you kind of get your mind off of uh your own shit for a little while um so i i'm proud of you for taking care of it Oh, and you yeah. know, it was so cute and slash really tragic. Um, there was another squirrel while I had him in the box and was trying to call people that was just screaming at me. <gasps> and I was like, oh, my God, are they squirrel friends? What's happening? Yeah, maybe. Was, it was so sad cute. That is so fucking sad. Uh, maybe yeah, they were lovers. So, I know. Chris was like, maybe that squirrel will come down and console him. And that didn't happen. They probably pushed no. him off the ledge. No, the other squirrel was like, before you die, where are the nuts again, Tim? <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> yeah, the squirrel actually killed the squirrel. I can't tell what happened to it. It's like... That it was it wet. Like he got That's hit by odd. a car. But he looked like he'd like crawled to where he was... I don't know. I feel bad for him. Poor fucking thing. Well, keep us posted. Okay, I will. All right. Well, let's wrap up this weird ass episode. Hell yeah. Still here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hopefully, we're going to be able to continue recording. Sarah is obviously in limbo, and we're trying to uh, be, uh, uh, you know, present. Um, and also not um, so yeah. uh, hopefully we have an episode for you next week uh, but if not stick we around totally... we'll be back very soon yeah well and I will say that like this is such a bright spot in my week and so I'm really yeah. looking forward to doing research and doing an episode oh for God, next week so uh, thank you for giving me something to look forward to and work on that isn't really upsetting <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah I know I uh, was glad I didn't have to look up all the ways that I I can die today <laughs> yeah um. but in addition to that um we need listener stories so please mm-hmm. send us yours over instagram or email us at at your own risk the pod at gmail.com and as always a big shout out to chris karwaski for our theme song and editing help he actually just made a new website so you can go find him at chriscanbefunny.com it's great the comment section is incredible you have to check that <laughs> it is out really it's actually just a very fun website to be on and then joe borg for editing help and support as well you can find them both using chris can be funny and joe should talk on tiktok And if you want to make a big difference in supporting the pod and help us get new mics so we can record in the same room finally, hopefully at my new apartment, (laughs) please consider joining our search party club at www.patreon.com slash at your own risk the pod for as little as $3 a month. And make sure to follow us at at your own risk the pod on Instagram and TikTok. And as always, please take a moment to leave us a review, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, share our stuff, all that fun thing. Heck yeah. And thanks for living, laughing, and listening at your own risk. See you next Tuesday. Love you. Bye. 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 Oh, bye, squirrel. And fuck you, Robert Durst. <laughs> <laughs>